Howdy y'all and welcome to Liberty Libations number 39. My name is Jake Green. Tonight I've got some usuals joining me. Mr. Stephen Hilton, Alden Hardy, Zane Placey, and a guest. Why don't you introduce yourself, Suhas? So, hey everyone, uh, I'm Suhas. I'm currently a senior at the University of Georgia. I got to know about this podcast through Zane. Uh, me and Zane became friends uh, freshman year. Uh, I would I would certainly say Zane has you know pushed me more towards the libertarian side of things, but uh, <laughs> certainly me and Zane, while we're on agreement a lot of things, uh, but you know we still have our disagreements. But yeah, that's how I got to know about this podcast. Nice. You sound like somebody in a job interview just asked you to introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've been doing a lot of interviewing recently. Dude, I, I've been doing so many interviews. <laughs> Yeah, so you're just practicing. This is just one like two hour long interview to see if we welcome you into the Libertarian Party. That's how this is gonna go. I like All that right. Zane is like a pusher of liberty. Yeah, well, he is. He is. He definitely is. That's not surprising whatsoever. He's an encyclopedia <laughs> of freaking libertarian knowledge. It's kind of disturbing at times. I mean, that's what happens when you read Man, Economy, and State. <laughs> Yeah, most likely more than one. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Well, what did I miss? I was gone for the last two weeks. Steven, update me. What did I miss, man? Uh, so Hawaii caught on fire, and uh, it was maybe laser beams, and it was definitely not laser beams. Uh, turns out it was actually uh, looks like democide now because uh, there's actually stories now. I'm trying to vet these, uh, but anyways, what I was seeing earlier today on my lunch break was that uh, – there was actually barricades set up to prevent people from leaving the town. So not only do you have the guy that was like the water manager or whatever that is, um, you know, he was one of the local tribal leaders that, you know, they revere the water. Uh, so he would not give them uh, permission to use water to put out the fire until it was way too late. But now there's stories coming out too that barricades were set up. And uh, apparently the government in Hawaii specifically, you know, on the Island of Maui, uh, they're blocking the news. They're trying to only allow the government approved news to come out, mm -hmm. which is a telltale sign that something really stinks there. But um, you, you, you know, you gotta be a little comforted in the fact that Joe Biden showed up and said that his house almost caught on fire one time. <laughs> it has to it be happens to everybody. Now, is that when Hunter fell asleep in the bathtub or? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's when his private chef maybe uh, was making them a meal. You know, because oh, yeah, that they, happens in every American household. Those private yeah. chefs really screw things up. Instead uh, yeah. of the burning Alaska, he was trying to make a burning Hawaii, you know, <laughs> or flaming a lot, whatever it is. Okay, so it's really got out of hand. The, the, so, okay, you mentioned that someone told them not to put the fire out at the beginning when it yes. was first start. The same thing happened in Montana three weeks ago for a forest fire. There Dear were a Lord. bunch of guys there with a water truck and said, We see a fire that started can we go put it out? Cause it was on private property. And the, the uh, official said, do not go put that out. And then it spread to be like a thousand acre fire. Who follows those orders? I don't know. Yeah, like, you know, if it turns out that people died because of that, how do you look at yourself in the mirror? You know, knowing that I drive a water truck, I was right there by the hose. The guy told me not to do it. And I watched this family burn to death. Another kind of fishy thing about the Maui fires is now they're talking about making Maui like the first, smart island community or whatever which is oh geez just another thing that stinks so oh yeah well, the government's trying to buy out the land yeah hey, go check out uh what is it banishbigbrother.com um because that is mm. one of our 
biggest projects is to shut down smart cities. Thank yeah. you, Zach. Appreciate that. Also, we forgot to mention, if you like this podcast, if you find it interesting, funny, stupid, um, leave us a review. Uh, follow us on, I don't know, follow LP Georgia on Twitter. What else do we got? We got Rumble, Instagram. I don't know. All the social we're, medias. If we're, we're on, on all of them. Yeah, we're on all of them at this point. Definitely leave a review if you think it's stupid. I want to read y- that. Y'all, we did uh, get another strike on YouTube, but I challenged it and we won. What was it over? COVID misinformation. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. We, we went against the WHO's policies. And, I didn't uh, wear a mask on my... I believe it was you, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I challenged it. I basically Badge called called them an idiot for doing that and uh, they actually gave it back to us somehow i don't really okay. know how that that worked so but yeah we'll probably only get know. a few of those so <laughs> yeah it's a matter not, of time i've like. not won a challenge before so that was interesting then we also talked about um up in montana there is a lawsuit where the children are suing the government for climate change oh good god of course and the judge has allowed this there's there's a there's a seven-year-old that's scared to grow up and have kids because of anthropogenic climate change. And uh, that's why we need some ESG measures for our new technology. I can't believe, like, it's, I'm, I'm moving to Montana to get out of these idiotic, like, measures that people get. But, like, the, the crazies are everywhere. Yeah. Crazies that's what, are I, that's what I've been saying for years. You can move out the country. They will come find you. At least the temperature's better up here. Like it's been sixty-five this whole time. Live where you like the weather and the fishing and the beer. Like that's that's it. <laughs> the beer. That's that's the main yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or wine today, but nice. All right, y'all. Well, let's get into it. Um, our first first story is Atlanta-based Morris Brown College says they are reinstating COVID mask mandates. Let's watch this idiotic video and uh, comment on it can y'all hear that no, no. there we go a closer look there we go this is what endemic means it doesn't go away the spike in covid cases causing some concerns for dr jane morgan and other medical experts the cdc's most recent data showing hospitalizations are up by 30 percent in georgia we know now with this heat wave so many people have been driven indoors when we, when we're usually outdoors and we're also traveling a lot during the summer so we're carrying the virus from one group to the next overall the number of covid related cases is still low we really only have hang on hang on we got we got we got to listen to this low. real we quick we really only have hospital data and so we don't have an idea really what the community transmission is. <laughs> so they're putting in measures based on literally no evidence, nothing. Like, here's here's their actual uh, greeting and like uh, implementation of it. Effective immediately, immediately Morris Brown College has reinstated its COVID nineteen mask mandate due to reports. Of positive cases among students at in the Atlanta University Center over due the to hearsay like, days. Yeah, due yeah. to hearsay and due to just people having COVID, which is just like a usual thing nowadays. Like it's not like people are dying from it anymore. Well, and the unspoken part, all of our adjunct professors don't like going to the campus. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I mean, why would you? You have to travel through 
freaking crime riddled areas of Atlanta. Like, why would you want to go to campus? Like, I wouldn't want to go. See, I, this I don't college want to... has under a 50% graduation rate. I think they have much bigger problems than COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really under a 50% graduation rate? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So, like, this is one of those colleges that costs so much money and provides little value to its student body. That, that is unbelievable. Um, Suhas, your, your uh, volume just uh, kind of started messing up. Can you log out and log back in, and I'll yeah. bring you back in when you sure. come back? Cool. Thank you. But hey, they've got a great drum line. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they do have a great drum line. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if the rest of their marching band will have to bring back the masks that have the big hole in it so that you can play the instruments through the mask. No. Did they really <laughs> do that? They oh, really did that. Yeah, those are my favorite. Played like the trumpet and the saxophone through their mask. Like so, like genius. what? The air is coming out of the horn. Yeah, at the end, right? Like, what does but, that do? Well, it, it just makes it expand it more and go further. So, like, so it's, you're it's trying, it's trying to funnel it so it goes further. Okay. Is, so the 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 instrument playing masks are one of the reasons why I think we can op be optimistic that the the power elite really aren't that smart because there's no way that you can look at somebody playing an instrument through a mask that has a big hole in it and think that that's not going to make people question the entire COVID regime. <laughs> yeah they went too far with that one wouldn't it be better to just pull the mask down while you're playing and then put a mask back on without a hole in it if masks no. work no. wouldn't that make more sense like no because all then you breathe through your nose sometimes uh, not just oh uh, yeah uh but if you're using if you're doing brass you're circle breathing you're only breathing in through your nose no i don't think that's correct <laughs> i don't think you know what you're talking about <laughs> okay uh, well, Morse Brown isn't the only one doing it. Uh, a whistleblower says uh, COVID restrictions beginning with mask mandates as COVID cases rise um, at TSA and Border Patrol. So get prepared for more mask wearing on planes. Which I don't be... fly, really. So. Well, I'll just get my doctor to write a letter saying that I get acute hypoxia when I wear a mask. There we go. I love it. That's which enough. Every, everybody does. I mean, does, doesn't everybody like? Isn't it if you wear your mask for more than an hour? Yeah, right. Um, yeah, you you have major problems. Um, TSA, yeah, not good. Border Patrol aren't the only ones doing it. We got Lionsgate doing it as well, which is no surprise since it's freaking Hollywood. Um, yeah, it is funny that the I love that they mentioned that the studio behind John Wick and The Hunger Games has reinstated mask <laughs> specifically <laughs> like come on y'all give me a break so this whole situation will kind of be a good test of a theory that i've been pushing for a long time which is that the covid mandates can't come back because they're just too played out and there is too large of a percentage of the population that has come to the realization that they're all complete BS. Like right at the start of the pandemic, very few people were able to see through it. And now I feel like, you know, once we got one or two years into it, a lot of people were able to kind of realize how ridiculous the whole thing was. And I've been telling myself and telling other people, too many people see through this now, they can't bring it back. So if they are successful in bringing it back, that would be a strike against optimism. But I still think, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's however, however, I will say that, you know, one in one or two institutions 
start talking about bringing back the mask mandates and the entire internet has spent the last several days just doing nothing but mercilessly mocking them. That's true. <laughs> and I think that that's a good sign. Hmm. I, I was in Boston for this past summer. I don't think you want to underestimate how dumb people can be. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> like, like literally on my plane to Boston, beside me, there was a, a young person, a young lady, wearing a mask, an LGBTQ plus mask. And in, Bo in the Boston airport, I saw so many people wearing yep. pride masks or BLM masks. So, like, yep. do not underestimate the stupidity of the American people. I just flew through Boston, and you're 100% correct. Yeah. So many mask wearers were were in boston it was ridiculous was it three masks oh yeah some of them did have three masks some of them did have more than one well, hey, I think in, here in uh, podunk sonoya georgia the blm mask <laughs> <laughs> here in podunk sonoya georgia uh, just driving down the road i pull up at a red light that was next to somebody at the red light a few days ago mask on in the car by themselves oh good god i've seen what? a lot of the masks in like one one person walking on the sidewalk in a neighborhood on a sunny day, just wearing masks and things like when I was in Washington a lot. And that is so painful. I mean, I it's think literally the three, doing the opposite of helping your health. Yeah, honestly, it's actually going to cause you more problems and you're going to actually be probably less even likely to fight something if you end up with like a chest infection or something. Like, I don't know. Right. I'm not trying I, I to can, get another I can halfway understand it. it. Like when it's cold outside and your heat doesn't work in your car and you put the mask on because it keeps your face warm, like that's. That's the only time that makes sense to me. Yep. All right. Well, yeah, I'll do it to stay warm. That's a whole thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do a gator or a scarf yeah. to stay warm. No freaking mask. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, the three thing was like they did two and then they did three. I think it was like a test in like psychology, like lemmings, like commitment and consistency type, type stuff, like to see yeah. like how, what percentage of the population is at that point where they will listen to the government at that level of just absurdity. Um, yeah. I really truly think this is like a social experiment on some level, just to see where we're at as a population. WJC has an interesting question. Do they have to wear masks on the picket line? Because currently yeah. Lionsgate <laughs> is being like, is in the strike. So like all they don't, they're not producing anything. So I don't know what this mandate is. They don't get <laughs> exemptions because they're a massive studio. They're like only independent films can get uh, like exemptions. Um, mm -hmm. And, Productions that were already underway sometimes can get an exemption. Um, like my wife's movie got one, but Lionsgate, they're too big. And the only studio that has agreed to all the terms of the strike is, is uh, A24. Which um, Did they? Yep. They're the only ones who agreed to it. They're still making movies. They agreed to every single demand immediately. It was... It's <laughs> They're like, we got too many things. They make good movies, man. I'm kind of. They do make good movies. Yeah. And like that, that was kind of the whole point is that all these enormous companies and enormous studios and production houses are completely against all of like Netflix and Amazon and all these places are completely against giving the writers and the, and the actors yeah. what they want. But this small independent company was like, yep, we'll do it. The big corporations are like, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, hey, at least The Rock made the biggest donation ever to SAG, from what I understand. What? What do you do? Hey, he wrote him a check for like $4 million. Oh, I think I saw a clip well, of that. That's completely mismanaged. Like, SAG is one of the dumbest organizations, in my opinion. They mismanage funds constant like any giant organization they have thousands and thousands of members and they mismanage funds all the time no they mismanaged no, their own name that's a horrible name 
Right. Well, and, and it's only 10% of what The Rock got for his last movie alone. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know, it's virtue signaling, signaling on his part. But I Speaking of Hollywood and virtue signaling, do you guys remember like early COVID, like when Tom Cruise was like, I feel like made it a point to be seen yelling at a dude that was like a gaffer or something on was set. Yelling at that dude, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think he intentionally sought out to make a scene and to be filmed and to be heard so that he could put out early the like where the like kind of like celebrity bullshit like stands on it. You know what I mean? I think the whole thing was kind of stagey. Interesting. Yeah. We're going mean, to get another I'm... strike on this episode. Oh, no. Cruz just gets a pass <laughs> because he does a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it Where is interesting. Start? Like all these people who've been canceled, but Tom Cruise is still just chugging along, even though he's done some pretty heinous stuff over the years. It's uh, yeah. it's an interesting he's, one. He's deep in the weirdness of Hollywood, man. Like really. Yeah. But to be fair, I, I like, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was going to say fortune Feenster and her latest stand up. That's one of the things she opens with talking about Tom Cruise. Really? And she's like, you know, the craziest thing is I hear he does all his own Scientology. <laughs> that's a good joke that's a good one. i haven't seen that one yet but i'm well, definitely gonna the most the, the i think the reason people like tom cruise so much is he generally i mean 99 percent of the times does not in like inject politics or opinions into his movies mm -hmm. so he's always just make he's always just there to please the audience and entertain them in whatever way he can and he, he understands who his audience is there you go i he am stays gonna... in his lane disagree on a subtle level right Shut so i don't mouth, this no, no, no no hold on <laughs> you're me. both right and wrong right so like i think his movies on the surface don't they're not like on the nose like telling us what to do or whatever but like Correct. this is like what i've talked to you like the other channel one of the eight channels that i have in the works that i want to start is about decoding like deciphering the bullshit like symbolism in hollywood and his movies have a ton of like symbolic bullshit in his movies well, yes hundred percent. But like the, the point of art isn't to bash you over the head with ideas and like, no, I agree. Yeah. Principles and all this crap. Like the, 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 one of the closest ones that got to that for me with Tom Cruise was the latest Top Gun um, Maverick or whatever it was. It was yeah. literally just us versus Iran. It was, it was like a veiled cold war thing with Iran. It was, ridiculous. Yeah. but it was and a that's... great movie. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. It was a solid movie. I will give it that. I've seen it like three times already. Guilty. Yeah, but that's because it's crazy. Um, but <laughs> there also so was a lot of like coded stuff in that, and like this gets into like weird, like kind of like occultic, cryptic nonsense or whatever. But like, wait, wait, wait. The code Are names. You... <laughs> What's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. The code names for like the uh, like uh, call sign for something or or one of the project names or whatever was like Dark Star and like all these different things or whatever. And anyway, like it would take too long to get into all of it, but it was seated in there. There's like a bunch of weird little things throughout that movie. Are you telling me I mean, not the to... guy who believes in Scientology believes in some weird things? Yeah. <laughs> weird things in his movies? Yeah. Not to rain on your parade, but I feel like it doesn't take a deep dive into occult symbolism to recognize that Top Gun Maverick is a massive piece of military propaganda. I no, feel like no, I think it's a surface level analysis. That is the surface level. That, yeah, that is that the surface one, level. Like, yeah, that's sure. obvious to like a nine year old. Like, yeah, that one's very clear. So, why are you, why are you hanging out with nine year olds, Alden? That's weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not Tom Cruise. What is that, Kevin Spacey, or like who who's the who hangs with nine year olds? I don't even know. 
It's good Never question. mind. Epstein. Too much dead air Epstein. on that one. Yeah, I was going to say. Gates. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Bill Gates. Yeah. Bill Gates just injects them, though. He doesn't do anything mm. else to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he injects them all right. Gosh, we're definitely getting banned for this one. <laughs> I know. We're going to get three strikes on this one. All right, y'all. It's that time. Here we go. All right. It is trivia time, everybody. Tonight, history, presidential wars and counter culture. I'm uh, getting, I'm finding out where my. You have to cover the camera to answer. You got to do it faster than anybody else. Where's my camera? So just reach straight. Alden, you're so bad at reaching to the camera. Just yeah. put the back of your hand on your face and go forward. That's- <laughs> that works. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's yeah. pretty good. Let me, I thought uh, I would be like low key doing that under the radar, but it caught a lot of attention. I'm sorry. I'll pull up the rules. Y'all read through the rules real quick. Steven, can you just announce the rules real quick while I pull something up? There we go. You got to forgive me. I got my eyes dilated today at the eye doctor. So it uh, looks like I've been hanging out with Janet Yellen over in China. Um, every question is a free for all. Uh, the first contestant to cover their camera with their hand will be called by Jake to answer the question. If you blurt out an answer when it's not your turn, you lose one point. If a contestant answers, they cannot give another answer until all contestants have answered. The winner picks a topic to discuss the fall on the following episode. So round one, we got 10 questions, one point each. Round two, five questions, two points each. Round three, three questions, three points each. Beautiful. Love it. All right. Yeah. Good job, Alden. That was a that was a solid hit, man. Bravo. <laughs> Testing it. <laughs> Okay, actually, we got to get the uh, music going here. It's the uh, same thing every week, you know, nothing changes. We've had that music every time? Every time. I don't remember this music <laughs> at all. <laughs> we haven't had I've, it in a few weeks. I've tried to find a better song, but like any song that I find is so repetitive. This one at least goes on for about eight to ten minutes and then repeats. Um, so... It's not as bad as many of the other ones. All right. Let's do this. All-time scoreboard. Zane has three. Nick has, or Zane has seven. Nick has three. Guests have won twice. Steve has one. Audience has one. And Alden is still at the bottom, though he did win one. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. tied, but I'll, I'll stay at the bottom. That's yeah, fine. No, you're staying at the bottom because you're the last one to get there. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Round one. This day in history. Let's do it. On this day in 79 AD, what massive Mediterranean volcano erupted? Zane. Vesuvius. Nailed it. Vesuvius. Uh, sorry, got to. Uh, I never come fully prepared for trivia. I always fail to do this. In Which they just unearthed some more stuff around there too, saying that like it, it, it shed light on the life of the average peasant in that time in that area. Well, there there's a lot of stuff in that in in Pompeii that. Uh, that sheds life on the seedier side. So, like, there are signs that, like, uh, apparently pointed to brussels, but they're very phallic signs. So <coughs> the arrow is. Did you know it was caused by climate change? Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> did you say brothels are caused by climate change? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's everything is caused by climate change. I think so. I heard that the other day. CNN said it. So Nina Turner it. <laughs> it's it's so hot everybody it just makes everybody more uh uh want to go inside where they get covid there we go 
that works. All right, next that was, question. Those are my gonna, words. We're going to move on from this. Okay. <laughs> on this day in 1949, which alliance was formed after the signing of a treaty four months earlier? Alden. NATO. Alden. Hey, right. up at the beginning. Bravo. I think that's the earliest you've ever gotten a question right, Alden, at least when I was hosting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. On this day in 2006, the world was outraged when Pluto was reclassified as what, Zane? A dwarf planet. Got it. Are they going to have to rename that? I know that the word dwarf has kind of become un-PC in the past <laughs> couple of years. A small person planet. <laughs> no, they'll just put Peter Dinklage in a movie about the planet, and it'll be okay. Uh, yeah. There we yeah. go. There we go. I love when he was... Question number four. On this day in 1814, the British Army set fire to what building? Alden. It's... Okay. It's now the White House, but do we need the original name or whatever? No, it's the White okay. House. <laughs> what's, the, what's the original name, Alden? That, well, that's what I was going to say is that I it, there's several names. It was like the President's House, but then there was also like, I don't know. There was like three I think different things. it used things. to be called the Executive Mansion. Yeah, that but was then, another name. Wow. But then Teddy and Roosevelt <laughs> renamed it because he thought that that name was too uh, snooty. Yes, pretentious. <laughs> You're 100. Yes. You're Don't let smart. the people know. Yeah. Or Shea Blanche. <laughs> Shea Blanche. <God>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question. On this day in 1991, which European country gained its independence? Alden. <laughs> I have no idea. I just wanted to beat Zane, <laughs> so I'm going to make something up. <laughs> uh, make Scotland. Up. Even though Wrong. I think it's still Steven. not independent. <laughs> you, you calling me? Stephen, go. Bosnia. Wrong, Zane. Uh, Latvia. Wrong, Suhas. Estonia. Wrong. It's open back up. Y'all have ten seconds. Alden. Alden, answer quicker. You can't just put your Sweden. Hand up. Wrong, <laughs> Stephen. No, I'm gonna do it every time now. Serbia. <laughs> Wrong, Zane. Ukraine. It is Ukraine. Oh, damn. <laughs> no way. I knew it had to be one of the former USSR republics. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to remember what Yugoslavia turned one. into. And I know, like, Estonia after the USSR, like, you know, turned very libertarian in terms of its economic policy. So I thought you mm. might have put that on there. Yeah, yeah. They, they are the closest thing to our, our original constitution, from what I understand, in Europe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. All right. Next question. On this day in 1989, which baseball player was banned from playing baseball and from induction into the Hall of Fame? Alden. Pete Rose. And actually what's hilarious is I actually have a Pete Rose bat that just sits next to my desk like all the time here. Are you serious? Yeah, this is just like. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. Is it actually his old bat? Yeah, this is a my dad's old bat that was just sitting next to it's it's a series. It's stamped. It's not like signed or whatever. Still, like, but it's that's gotta from be worth the some money, dude. I don't know. Probably twenty bucks. I don't. Know. Let's go, Rob Alden. Alden. <laughs> I know where he lives. Okay. All right. Next question. On this day in 1821, Spain accepts the independence of which of their territories through the Treaty of Cordoba? Alden. Mexico. Oh my gosh. You got it right. Wow. <laughs> Alden's crushing wow. it today, y'all. All right. It's in the wine, you know. Next question. It's in the sniffing of the wine. It looked like. Yeah. On this day in 410, an army was marched into Rome, symbolizing the end of the Roman Empire. Whose army was it? Zane. Uh, the Vandals. Wrong. Alden. I the think. Spartans. Wrong. Stephen. The Visigoths. 
physical. Oh, nice. <clears throat> I don't. Right. I don't even know this name, so like I never would have got that. Yeah, the chief was Alaric. Uh, for anybody who wants to know. That's also not one of show, these yeah. categories came from ChatGPT. By the way, these were all researched heavily by me. So <laughs> yeah, here we go. On this day in 1875, Captain Matthew Webb was the first to swim across what body of water, Zane? Uh, the English Channel. Dang it. Nailed it. By the way, it's the first to swim across without a life preserver. Okay. Well, I think that's a given. <laughs> if you swim across with a life preserver, you're a loser. <laughs> Lifesavers didn't come out to the 1940s. So. <laughs> All right. I think, is this the final question? Yeah. Final question around one. On this day in 2014, which legendary English director, narrator, and lord died? Oh, Stephen. Robin Leach? Nope. He's still around, isn't he? <laughs> I think Is he's John still Cleese around. around? <laughs> <laughs> John Cleese is still around, I believe. All right. I stumped y'all with this one. Hmm. Okay, here's a hint. He's most known for his narration. Alden. Is David Attenborough still alive? Yes. Yeah. Then his brother. Who's his brother? I don't know. <laughs> Something Who's the guy aluminum on all the John science videos Attenborough? in middle school? I, <laughs> I can't give it to anybody. You all it's, stuck. It's Richard Attenborough. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> you literally said his brother. Yeah, isn't that his brother? It is his brother, yeah. I named it then, kind of. I'll give you half a point for that. You but got, like, all right. You get half a point. You. It's Richard Attenborough. I want to let know my that peers judge. You got I half don't... the answer, so you get half a point. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm telling you, it's Cabernet. That's the performance-enhancing drug. All right. Um, give me one second. I got a draft. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna draft Perry. What do you guys think? Do I get a point? No, I don't get a point. You get half a point. Shut your mouth. Yeah, half I a make, point. I make the rules. All right. All right. I'll secure a tie-breaking point. Half a point. All right. Let's see. Next round presidential wars who is the only president since world war ii to not start or perpetuate an illegal war suhas uh jimmy carter that is correct jimmy nice carter thank you zane suhas getting on the board <laughs> no zane told me that uh he thinks that there's only one president you know since world war ii like that should not be called a war criminal and that was jimmy carter <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, perfect. I, I should have trusted my gut on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, just to remind y'all, if it is a number answer, you only get one round to vote. You only get one. You only get one pick, and so after that pick goes, that's it. Okay. Seven. <laughs> perfect. You got it. How many countries have a United States military base within their borders, Zane? 90. Uh, Steven? 192. Alden? <laughs> 106. Suhas? Uh, 193. Zane gets it right with 80. Oh, dang it. 750 international military bases as of this year. Uh, it's not enough. 
It's not. I think we definitely need more. All Let's right. Let's go for an even thousand. Yeah, it's less than half. I mean, here we go. Who was the president who invaded Grenada? Grenada, however you pronounce it. Uh, Reagan. Yeah, sorry. I can't find the uh, button. There we go. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> A conservative hero who destabilized Central America. Perfect. Let me go on record and say Ronald Reagan is a war criminal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. What president illegally got us involved in the Dominican Civil War, Zane? I feel like this is also Reagan. Wrong. Suhas. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Wrong. I believe it was Stephen next. Steven, did you raise your hand, Steven? I, I did. I did. Okay. And uh, both of my guesses have already been named. So uh, I'm just trying to think on my feet here. And um, Jimmy, Five. no, not Jimmy Carter. It was um, <laughs> Four. Nixon. Wrong. Alden, you get the, you get the guess. George Bushy Sr. Wrong. Dang All right. It. Open back up for 10 seconds. Steven. Bill Clinton. No. Alden. Um, <laughs> Eisenhower. I don't even know when the worst. Civil War was. Like, <laughs> um, uh, William McKinley. No, same. Uh, Gerald Ford. No, y'all, y'all fail this one. It's George even, Washington. Even, even Grumpy Gnome got it wrong. It's LBJ. Oh, uh, ah. it's LBJ. <laughs> <laughs> what is that so? Funny? There we that go. shouldn't have been funny, but I love it. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Okay. He ends up with uh, Richard Peters, right? And Carlos Danger. <laughs> Did you guys hear the phone call of him, like, talking to his tailor about he needs new pants because his dick doesn't fit in his pants, basically? Like, <laughs> it's actually a hilarious phone call. Like. LBJ? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, yeah. He's like, has a really long conversation about how his junk doesn't fit in the inseam or whatever, like. No, wow. he was a weird dude. He had a he had a custom shower uh, built in the White House where he had like the main um, shower head and then another shower head for his uh, member. I'm wow. telling you, he it's like. <laughs> I mean, I like that. Care. That sounds great. Taft <laughs> uh, had to have a special bathtub built because he's a fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> Can we say something about FDR? Or is that going too far? He swims in circles. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Final question of round two. How many illegal wars and military actions have been started and or perpetuated since World War II? Alden. 21. Zane. 30. Steven. 17. 26. 26. Zane gets it. 33. Uh, of course. Just to list them. Here we go. Korean War, Vietnam number. War, Laotian Civil War, Permesta Rebellion in Indonesia, Lebanon Crisis, Bay of Pigs Invasion, Dominican Civil War, Korean DMZ Conflict, Cambodian Civil War, Intervention in Lebanon, I believe again, um, Invasion of Grenada, Bombing of Libya, Tanker War in the Persian Gulf, Invasion of Panama, Gulf War, Iraqi War, uh, Somali Civil War, Bosnian War, Croatian War, Intervention in Haiti, Kosovo War, War in Afghanistan, Intervention in Yemen, Iraq War, War in Northwest Pakistan, Somali Civil War II, <laughs> Operations, Operation <laughs> Ocean Field, War in Libya, 
Operation Observant Compass, Intervention in Niger, Intervention in Iraq, Intervention in Syria, Intervention in Libya. No so so sending dirty bombs to Ukraine hasn't made it onto the list yet. Not yet. This was updated. Uh, this list was updated earlier this or maybe last year. I can't remember. Ukraine can't definitely tarnish. Honest, either way you won. Um, <laughs> either way you got it right. Suhas, what did you say? You had something? I said no no wonder we have so many war criminal presidents with this number of wars. Yeah. I, I mean it's ridiculous. When I started like looking how many, into this, y'all, it's bonkers. What's the average? Like how many wars per president is this? It's insane. Yeah, this is since World War Two. Yeah. So so we had eleven presidents since or thirteen presidents since FDR, or fourteen now with Biden. And so that's like two point three at least per president. president. Yeah, but not Carter though, so it bumps it up a little bit for the others. Right. Like, yeah. right. Yep. Carter. I mean, Carter legit might be the best president of the last hundred years. It's <laughs> not a high bar though, Jake. It's well, not I, a high bar. We have him to thank for homebrewing for sure. Homebrewing, um, yes, peanuts. and um, deregulation of the airlines and the trucking industry, I believe. Man, is this turning into a Jimmy Carter love fest? <laughs> Jimmy Carter, if you're listening from your hospice, we love you, sir. <laughs> All right. Round number three is counterculture. Zane, I forgot to add your points, buddy. All you right. can after, forget. That's okay. After two rounds, Zane has 10. Shocker. Alden has 4.5. <laughs> Suhas has two. Steven has one. Audience has zero. All right. All right. We I did well on we all yay for Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my uh, test. Friend. Nice. Love it. Love it. All right. Round three. Three points each. Only three questions. Counterculture. Here we go. For the first time in history, three country songs are atop the Billboard 100. Name the three songs. Zane. So two for sure are um, Richmond, North of Richmond, and Try That in a Small Town. I'm Richmond not sure north of the... Richmond is correct. Try that in a small town is incorrect. Okay, but I still get a, the third one, you... which I'm going to guess is uh, Fast Car by Luke Combs. You got two. Alden. I was not raising my hand. I was scratching my oh, face because okay. I, I don't Even. know country songs. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Crap, I saw a picture of this guy today. Uh, mm -hmm. So I knew the Luke Combs. I knew the Richmond, north of Richmond. And it's some little pip squeak dude with a backwards hat that's not luke combs I'm trying to think of, oh my gosh snoop dog it's a good song I've, I've got it uh got it playing a lot these days all right your know. time your time's up suhas you got a guess uh no i know nothing about country music is this current is this like this right now or something right or? now yeah. then I'm, I'm not gonna know it's billboard top 100 it's a counterculture thing because of richmond north of richmond zane Top 100 is counterculture? No, top 100, it's the three that made it to the top. Mm -hmm. the, top counter? the top 100 isn't counterculture. It's what the songs are freaking about. It's country music. It's Republican. It's like right-wing music compared How do you to have conservative music. The most popular song in the country be counterculture. Like. Well, unless it's, it's Red Flag Tim It's the culture that's been happening for the past 10 years, Alden. <laughs> it still sounds popular to me. Well, I don't like know. I don't consider WAP to be counterculture. I do consider right. <laughs> There we go. Ben Shapiro's wife has entered the chat. 
<laughs> All right, the last one is Last Night by Morgan Wallen. There we go. Gosh. Who's Morgan Wallen? He's a country <laughs> singer, man. He's he's a really big country singer right now. So is Luke Combs. Oliver Anthony came out of literally nowhere. Oliver Anthony literally has put out maybe like eight songs and none of them are professionally recorded. Some of them are recorded outside in a field. And those are some of my favorite Rich, songs. <laughs> Richmond North of Richmond um, hit the top 100 within two weeks of being released. And this guy doesn't have a label, doesn't have a manager, doesn't have anything. I love um, it. I heard that, listen, I heard that there the song were a album. couple labels that were offering him like millions, contracts worth millions of dollars and he turned them all down. Gucci Mane is one of those guys. Gucci okay. uh, Gucci offered him a contract. Uh-oh. On his rap label. <laughs> Get out of here, grumpy. Nobody wants to hear that. That's, that's what the liberals are saying right now. They're like, oh, well, look at all his backers. You got you know, this person, this person. It's all Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson people. And, uh, yeah, they're saying yeah. that he, he was, he was uh, foisted up go. by the conservative movement. That's why, Alden, because it's not corporate pop music. That's why it's counterculture. It's- just because, country. just because it's the most listened to song doesn't mean it's not counterculture. It's the it's the message of the song that is what makes it counterculture. It doesn't necessarily just because something's popular doesn't mean that it's in line with the current dominant culture. Mm-hmm. The current dominant culture is not that song. I guarantee you that. No, I hear you. All right. Next question. Otherwise, I'm going to strangle Alden if we keep talking about this. <laughs> Sound of Freedom was the number one movie in America on what date? Zane. July 4th. You got it. July 4th. <sighs> Y'all, this is a runaway train with, with Zane here. Oh, know. yeah. I don't know. I'm right on his heels. Here. Well, that, last week, we just got to the point where we were just cheering him on. Like, All right, Zane, good job, buddy. <laughs> yeah. All right, final question. It's a difficult one, so enjoy this. Um, Here we go. And it probably will confuse you. (laughs) (laughs) Great. What are the four saleable principles that make Bitcoin a unique type of currency? It's saleable over Zane. All right, this is something that I know that Shane says all the time, which I think is the only reason why I'm going to get any of these. (laughs) It's like saleable over like space, scale, uh time and uh my dead body i I'm, i don't think i can I, I can't remember the fourth one the fourth one is the most confusing one because of how it's it's uh said um no, anybody want to guess try to guess the fourth one immutability no okay Dwarf planets. I was trying to remember what immutability meant. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to remember what saleable meant. (laughs) All right. Time sales, which is liquidity, space, and scale. Those are the those are the four. And yes, I literally had to go back and watch my documentary to get this question. Um, Yeah, can you find the clip? Can you please? Tell Shane to stop saying that Bitcoin is saleable over sales. Yeah, it's very, it makes it very confusing. It's, 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 it's tough. If you're watching this, Shane, I love your messaging. You're awesome. But maybe uh, don't say that. <laughs> of course, now he's, go. now he's gonna now he's gonna find out where I live and come beat me up. So he's he's at the nursing home helping Jimmy Carter establish his Bitcoin wallet. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> They're developing together peanut coin. All right, y'all. Well, thank y'all for playing Libations Trivia. We are final score. Zane, 17. Alden, four and a half. Suhas, Yay. two. Steven, one. And the audience got a big goose egg this week. Uh, that, that rarely happens. Normally, they get at least one. Um, but not this week. I'll take so, silver. There we go. Let's uh, go back into regularly scheduled programming. All right. Zane. Or not Zane, sorry. Zach, uh, you got, do we got any news? Actually, let me pull up just what I'll is right going back. on real quick. And I'll give a shout out to Omaha Brewing for their social distance IPA, which I thought would be kind of apt for the evening. Oh, <laughs> I, forgot to, uh, I forgot to play one clip. God damn it. I wanted Alden to be here for it. Um, what's, uh, what's that IPA? Who made it? What's, what's, what's going on? This is, this is Omaha Brewing. Friend of the show. We do have a we have a um mugshot. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay. Well let's let's not play it just yet. Um we're gonna pull up Trump stuff here in a minute. Um because that's pretty big news for today. But I just want Alden to be here when I play this uh Ian Crossland reacting to potential mask mandates. I meant to play this earlier. Um I don't know if any of y'all saw this, but it's great. Do y'all y'all know who Ian Crossland is? No. He's yeah. on uh, the guy from Tim Pool. Right? Yeah, he's on Tim Pool's show. Um, he's a regular cast member, and he's very similar to Alden in that he's—I don't know—he's oh boy, super like <laughs> metaphysical kind of like oh, I don't the hippie know. dude with the glasses. Yes, the hippie dude with uh, yeah. the glasses. Okay, all right. So here we go, Alden. This is—I uh, meant to share this earlier, and this—I want this guy. I want you and this guy to interact at some point, Alden. Okay. I'm scared. Uh, let me find <laughs> it. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. This is Ian Crossland reacting to potential mask mandates. Maybe. No. <laughs> Everybody's holding breath. He is like the least. Uh... Oh, shoot. Did y'all not see it? No, it just came up on the screen. Okay. That's my bad. That, that is the recipe to destroy your country is to shut it down. Mm -hmm. Don't do that again. And don't make people put fucking dirty masks on. Nice. I'm sick of it, man. I'm fucking sick of it. I will not do it again. That that is <laughs> so that, he's generally a pretty calm and relaxed guy. He, really? Uh, yes. He's okay. very chill, mellow, sees the best in everyone, and like just tries to find the positive side of everything. And man, he was not about those new mask mandates that might be coming down the pike. <laughs> That's honestly wow. how like I feel inside and i try to keep it together for the world yeah. but like you could see him try to keep it together at the end he was like i'm going off the rails and yeah just not brought, again brought it back not again. <laughs> yeah i feel you brother it's okay <laughs> All right. so i, I want to bring up a point too so by the metrics we established earlier how jimmy carter is one of the best presidents <laughs> by the peaceful metric yeah so is joe biden on this measure uh he's done more than any other president to destroy the petrodollar since it was established and he might actually succeed. He, he might win. He might succeed in this. 
because uh, we got uh, the BRICS nations are trying to expand. Yep. Uh, they already have 40% of the world's population and the vast majority of the world's gold supply. Uh, they have some OPEC nations involved, uh, yep. so they've got the resources. I mean, G just went to South Africa. That's right. That, yeah. I mean, well, the Durban Accords, I mean, they just met yesterday. Uh, they're still meeting, I think, uh, trying wow. to uh, establish this gold-backed global dollar that would be a reserve currency. Wow. And and they're doing it because they hate us. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to give it to Biden. He's doing something good. Uh, right. Yeah, I you know, love it. That's never great. thought he would be a libertarian hero. You know? <laughs> which Biden? Which Biden did it though? Like connected earlobe Biden or disconnected earlobe Biden? All, all three of them actually. It's uh, three that did it. Yeah, yeah, and, and forehead wrinkle Biden. Um, That's the only way he was able to. do He needed help, you know. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, our main topic for tonight is President Trump arriving in Atlanta, um, in the state of Georgia. It's kind of crazy that Georgia is the center of attention for this ridiculous <laughs> scandal. <laughs> Um, but we are, and this is his jet landing. Um, Zach, go ahead and take over for me, bud. Let's pull up that mug shot. So here's the question. The liberals, the left, all the Democrats have been wanting this picture since like day one. Do mm. you think they're satisfied with this or does this just invoke terror inside? <laughs> I feel like he's looking into my soul right now. Why are his eyes redder than they should be? Right. It looks like he was doing pills before the photo or something like I would love to hear Richard Attenborough's voice say, and behold, the Eastern New York horned toad. <laughs> Some, somebody needs to use this as an album cover. <laughs> i'm sure That's some awesome. rapper will do that um i don't know has anybody seen any of the stuff going on um around atlanta today because i've seen a bunch of some people protesting some people there cheering some people uh, i've seen a whole bunch of different news anybody got anything specific I've, I've got some buddies up there that are there to uh you know observe and report kind of thing um but i hadn't really gotten any updates just yet you know, I okay. uh, just kind of said, you know, Godspeed, keep your head on a swivel. Do not expect the Fulton County Sheriff to uphold the Constitution. Yeah, no kidding. I, I just, I think that's a safe bet. I mean, um, the fact that they've had three people die in their jail in the last four weeks, pretty much. Right. Right. Is it three now? Yeah. One, one of them was there for uh, shoplifting and one of them was there on a misdemeanor bench warrant. So, like, you know, you failed to report to probation. And they got the yeah. death penalty. And, and yeah. this guy tried to incite an insurrection. So, like, what are they going to do? How to dare him? he? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. What uh, What do you think this does for the next election as far as voter turnout in Georgia? Does it bring more people out mm -hmm. to the polls to vote in Georgia? Like, does it put more of a spotlight on our state? Oh, th this milkshake is for sure bringing the boys to the yard. <laughs> I, can, I can guarantee you that, brother. Uh, Were you is, saying uh, something to Suhas? Or? Yeah, I think this will definitely like boost, you know, support among, you know, Trump voters and like try to boost turnout. Like we did have a presidential candidate before run from jail. His name was Eugene Debs and he ended up getting five million votes with almost no recognition in the media. So I think it's quite possible that Trump can get more votes because and actually like his polling numbers have been gaining ever since, you know, with SEC indicted, 
indictments have been going on against DeSantis. I think he's actually going to gain in popularity. Yeah, it's like the no I mean, publicity yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I just like the the attacking your political opponent like this, and it it almost makes me want to vote for Trump just to be like, <laughs> screw you, Biden. Like, come on, man. Like it. <clears throat> doing this is such a mistake unless their goal is just like CNN, M- MSNBC, all these people to just to make money. Unless their goal is to, instead of promote another healthier, better idea, but to actually cause more of a rift in the country and polarize even further mm. between the two parties, like which I think is one of the main tools of media, but... Mm. Well, that, that, that's one thing they are doing is they're they're driving a wedge in the Republican Party. Uh, so after you know, in the wake of the first debate last night, uh, that's one of the things that you're you're hearing a lot of, <laughs> even, even amongst uh, you know the so-called neutral or even the the libertarian leaning talk show hosts. Listen to a bunch of them today, and uh, what they're talking about is that you know you got Nikki Haley has you know this certain thing that's good about her, Ramaswamy you know aside from the impressment uh, has this good thing going for him, uh, you know. Chris Christie is even scoring points. Um, I guess he's tired of buying FUD rounds with EBT cards. Um, <laughs> so he's getting back into politics. Uh, so it's just, you've got all these other angles going at the same time Trump is moving. And now you have the mainstream Republican channels, you know, like Fox News, you know, because after Roger Ailes left, you know, the kids don't want to keep pushing that narrative. You know, so this whole fair and balanced narrative is still it's shifting left as well. Mm. Uh, so really, I mean, like the only conservative outlets that you have left are like what Newsmax and OAN. Uh, mm. You know, those are the only ones that are still like you know diehard Trump fans. Other than that, the other conservative outlets, so called, are pushing the other candidates. So the more they throw Trump out in the spotlight, like yeah, he's got a majority of the votes, all that kind of stuff. But if you know if they can if they can make him have a heart attack, or if they can make him slip up, or if they can just do something just to piss off one of his demographics and he's slipping the polls a little bit, they can, they can split the Republican party and that's how they win. I think what they really would like is for him to enter some kind of plea deal where part of it is he agrees to not seek public office again, or I, I, I'd have to look into this, but I, there might be like some crimes where if you get convicted of them, you can't run for office anymore. But yeah, Definitely. just throw just throwing him what was that i said there definitely is i don't remember which crime though yeah so just throwing him in jail is not going to do the trick for them any step that any step that they take in terms of indicting him or even arrested or or like even convicting him i think will just increase his support they have to be trying to get some way to prevent him from running at all or else this whole thing is just going to make even more people like trump but you know here around atlanta I mean, we we have an established history of politicians winning the election from jail, a la Sheriff Victor Hill in Clayton County. That's, that's such a great tradition. Let's right? keep that one going. There you go. ATL, baby. <laughs> How, so I think his bail, according to a report I heard like yesterday, the judge was going to set it at like $250,000. Um. How quickly is he already out? Do we know, Zach? Do we know if he's already out of jail? Like, did he just get a mugshot, pay bail, and leave? I think Putin paid his bail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with with yeah, stolen right bank account. <laughs> What's that, Zach? 
He's on his way back to New Jersey right now. Okay, so he he spent zero time in jail. That's it's just like what's the point? He just of the rigmarole of that. I feel I like I just don't get it. Honestly, just making him fly down on his private jet just to take a photo is absurd. Like, <laughs> think of the carbon footprint of this. Like, oh my god, it's an outrage. Gosh, that's that's the angle we should be taking. Yeah, <laughs> it cost a disaster in Maui. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I, yeah, it's it's just a weird situation. Like I was gonna say, how long could he run his campaign from in jail, and how entertaining <clears throat> would that campaign be? No, I was saying, Steve, you keep talking about how people have like released entire albums from the Fulton County jails <laughs> and so. then walked out. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it, well, the the generation of United Nortinos was over in California. That was the early two thousands. The entire leadership of this gang was in Supermax prison, and the numbers of the gang tripled and they had two platinum albums on the market at the same time. <laughs> These guys are recording albums from a super max. Like, so, how is that? So he could yeah. probably, is that the one that also had, they had billboards and stuff up around town. Yes. Yes. There were, there were, there were like entire like Rico cases that were taken off their YouTube comment section. That is amazing. Yeah, and because like I, I went and watched the vi I was watching one of the videos because it was a good song, it was a banger. And um, <laughs> the comment section even said, This comment section has been commandeered by the FBI under investigation, so and so subsection, this and that. I was like, What in the world? These guys are in Supermax, and like, so, rather than taking it down, YouTube, YouTube takes stuff down all the time. They didn't take down that music video, but they right. oh, and I, and I still saw a commercial for Lever 2000 Body Soap. So they were, they were monetized. It's just the American dream at its finest. Mm -hmm. Totally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, I was talking about T.I., you know, the rapper T.I. Yeah. He shot a music video from Fulton County Jail, hung the deuces at the end, walked out. And then it was like a big story. It was like, oh, he was supposed to come back in and he didn't. <laughs> and, they, and they left he the music playing that and the guards were too busy dancing to like round him back up. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Right. Well, in other news, the yeah, Steelers are whooping on Georgia's Dirty Birds right now, 24 to 0 at the half. I'm just saying. It's the preseason. Nothing is more pointless in life than the NFL preseason. Also, being an Atlanta Falcons fan, there's nothing more pointless than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially now that they closed the CNN Center, because at least like that gave you a, a, a clean place to go take a dump and get a cheap beer before you went to the game. And now that they're leaving, like, really, what's the point? You just have to yeah, poop on the bleachers, you know, like everyone uh, yeah. else. Yeah, like everyone else. Their, <laughs> but their beer in the stadium is not that expensive. Like it's not that bad. Other but stadiums, it's it's very reasonable. It's recycled. Like at the Cowboys CNN Center, like you could go there thirty bucks. bucks and get half tanked and have a whole meal. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, did any of y'all watch the debate last night? I did. Yeah, I did too. What did you, what I've did you seen bits and it? pieces. What you did you have any thoughts on what happened last night? Yeah, so I thought like the moment that stood out to me the, me the most was certainly whenever they asked like, "Do you support withdrawing money from Ukraine?" And Ramaswamy was like the only person to hold his hand up, and I was like, <laughs> "Immediately!" I was like, "Hell yeah!" Like, <laughs> I mean, all the other candidates, including DeSantis, I would even say to some extent, is are complete neocons. 
especially people like Mike Pence, Chris Christie, and Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley's like, Israel doesn't need America. America needs, America needs Israel. Israel. Yeah, I was that like, was horrible. What are you talking about? Our military <laughs> budget's like 50 times bigger than Israel. We don't need Israel at all. <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty ridiculous. She did okay on some questions, but man, she she is not great. And then yeah. Chris Christie, that dude's a moron. He's 4% in the polls. We now know at least that 4% of GOP voters have low IQs. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. And what, Pence, what, that guy's you, useless too. What do you think is higher, Chris Christie's poll numbers or his percent muscle mass? <laughs> oh, God. That's a good question. That's that's a tough one. I don't even know. I don't Should know what a normal week. person's muscle mass is. Ukraine by his body. <laughs> the missiles would bounce right off of him. <laughs> Man, yeah, the, the debate was interesting. Ramaswamy definitely destroyed one. everybody. Like, it wasn't even close. Um, like, DeSantis said some of the dumbest things. He, he just, yeah, I mean, he came out as a full-on neocon. If like, you no, get no good things about him. Anytime I've seen him talk for longer than two minutes, it gets weird, honestly, with him. Like, it eventually gets strange. I've heard recently that he's on the spectrum, which would make sense. Hmm. He has awkward social interactions. He's not good with people. Um, Relatable. What was... He's, what yeah. was the governor? Right. Sounds like Scott? a libertarian. Why, why, is he, talking about? why isn't he a libertarian? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't uh, in Florida Rick Scott before him or whatever? And he was yeah. like a similar story when he, whenever he would get up to address people like during a hurricane or whatever, it was like he needed help to speak. It was really bad. So Florida has like a history of this. I think I blame the schools in Florida or something. I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Another uh, moment that stood out to me was uh, whenever like Vivek was talking about all the departments that he was going to abolish like the irs the fbi education commerce i was thinking man rick perry can't even name three this man named more than three <laughs> that's fair i was shocked i was shocked that he ronald Swami got booze a couple times which is yeah. interesting um because he wasn't saying he, it was funny because i think the there was a massive crowd they were pretty raucous they were booing and screaming and cheering at like climate change agenda folks. yeah that's what he said and the crowd just booed okay. yes you know, he the didn't amount of change he said the agenda yes and the amount of like republican candidates that are completely on board with the climate change crap is is unbelievable it, it it was the perfect representation of conservatives or like republicans are just liberals driving the speed limit or whatever like basically <laughs> at some point they're going to be climate change activists you know the further yeah. it gets pushed the further it gets pushed republicans will just end up being exactly what the democrats are today well, because they already have the model to monetize the restrictions you know mm. these these uh, these rules go into place and we know because there's been comprehensive studies done now that there's a, a plurality of the companies that have a positive ESG rating yeah. are not graded on their carbon footprint. Anytime <laughs> the Republicans and the Democrats, and they, they know this. And so they're like, yeah, put them in place. Give me that government money. Wow. If we ever agree on anything and if ever, if ever anything is written and made into law quickly or whatever i am the most dubious blank the patriot act for instance is one that comes to mind for like do you know the do you know how many pa here's a trivia question how many fucking pages long is the patriot act isn't it like 2000 pages billion. 
it's hundreds of pages and there has then been added to it and over the years or whatever and it came out like a week after there's no fucking way anyway no. you give me long enough i'll just bring it to 9-11 every episode oh but, yeah well that but, was that was one of those things that you know dennis prager was hitting hard on that that and all the omnibus bills you know what's your favorite part oh yeah, i can't really tell you okay well which part did you author oh uh, yeah not really sure of that either <laughs> you know I mean, that's how it goes. But you voted yes what's yeah. your favorite bible verse all of them like yeah <laughs> all of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god have you seen um oh my god who was it it was uh jamie fox's trump impression was oh yeah so on point it was amazing that dude is utterly talented that's un- just, like it was unbelievable you would have dude, you would he, thought it was trump he did the same thing like the bible verse thing where someone asked him like what's your favorite death row album and he's like all of them all of them like he did such a good job like not only the sound but like his style of answer he like yeah. became trump it was awesome which That's pretty great death row records don't they own hasbro which is the transformers or, Do they or, really? or, or there's a there's a holding company that owns both of them or something like that. Like Based I remember seeing of... an article that Death Row Records is now tied to the Transformers somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know. That. Explain why that matters. Why did why <laughs> that just pop out of your mouth, Stephen? I was just random topic. <laughs> Truly <laughs> random trivia. Yeah. Yeah. I can just see anyway. Suge Knight in his, in his prison cell, just like, yeah, watch that new Transformers movie. The times when. <laughs> The times when we we agree, like I get skeptical, and then to tie it into what we were talking about earlier with the media, and usually it's so polarizing, and then like mm-hmm. be careful about when we agree on something because that's when shit gets weird. Honestly, yeah, that's when your freedoms are about to get taken away or whatever. Like, it's, yeah, it's Jack, really uh, bad. I don't know if y'all follow Jack Lloyd on Instagram or Twitter or anything, but he's he's uh, very much against all of this libertarian promoting of rfk and ramaswamy um because you know they, they do make good points um and i i don't completely agree with what jack lloyd said he basically said these are not principled people do not promote them like he, he basically said made a case for we should not be glorifying any of these people that are currently running um yeah I... but i don't know i i don't necessarily agree um like i don't I obviously don't believe in voting for the lesser of two evils, but I think when certain people are like bringing certain topics out to the forefront and attacking things in ways that right, that we never see, I think it's probably a good thing to at least try to push them out into the world. So more people hear what yeah. they have to say. Yeah, I completely agree, Jake. I mean, I'm always reminded by the quote that Thomas Sowell said, which is life does not ask us what we want. It only presents us with options. And so it's like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, obviously none of these candidates are ideal. And Ron Paul, you know, would probably be better than any of these people. But yeah. like, uh, but like out of all the options that we have, we have to pick the best one. And so like, you know, Right now, it seems like Ramaswamy is better than like all the other mainstream candidates. Yeah. Yep. Right. Well, and, and then, you know, the worst part about everything he's been talking about so far to me is the whole conscription thing. Um, you know, the mandated military service uh, yep. as a way to uh, boost patriotism. Uh, but that requires legislation. So, yep. so Steve, you know, I, I actually want to clarify a little bit on that point because I too am not a big fan of his policy and I was going to try, I asked him a question about that policy when I was at Porkfest and he came to speak, but I looked into his platform and so the whole, the, because the the crux of it is 
putting in an additional requirement for being able to vote before you reach age five. And the one that everybody has been teasing onto is like the military service part. But that's everybody is forgetting that the other part of his proposal is that you could also just take a basic civics test and also mm. be able to vote that way. And I feel like 99% of people would pro who were interested in being able to vote before age 25 would just take the test instead of, you know, radically alter their life by joining the military. So again, I don't think that it's a good policy because I don't think that we should be making any encouragement for anybody to join up with the military industrial complex. But I would not really describe it as conscription because of the, the option to take a really easy uh, civics test. There's an opt-out, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he does have some terrible thoughts and like i, I know that he, he was yeah ramasong was you terrible, terrible, terrible. I, I have great thoughts all the time i have the best thoughts um, <laughs> just ask anybody <laughs> um i he wasn't great with uh, vaccines and he did run a like pharmaceutical company or does still and like he's he's definitely not the best he can he beat trump i don't know probably not um unless something really like really bad happens to trump i feel like somebody i think it was on timcast uh, yesterday, they were saying that uh, somebody commented, it was from a super chatter, that um, Ramaswamy was the Bruce Banner to Donald Trump's Hulk if they ran on the same ticket, which I thought, like, <laughs> like uh, you know, Trump comes in and just rattles everything up, and then Ramaswamy is just like, boom, boom. Like, he ha has the actual plan for how to get things done, and Trump is just like a bull in a china shop. Which I thought was interesting. It, uh, was, I mean, wasn't that Steve Bannon at one time? Yeah, yeah. Oh, one of the yeah, but Steve Bannon like, wasn't likable. Yeah. Steve Bannon's a twat. Yeah. <laughs> 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 one of the other problems I have with Ramaswamy is he said reform the Fed. I wish he would change that from reform to abolish. I don't think he's going far enough on Fed policy. I agree. Mm. Completely agree. I was actually shocked because I thought he was leaning towards abolishing the Fed in some podcasts that I listened to him in. Um, but man, that, yeah, that was maybe he's being favorite. careful depending on his audience. You know what I mean? But let's see. Kenneth says, seems like both Democratic and Republican voters love a political outsider until their party puts in an establishment candidate. And the only outsider on the ballot is libertarian. <laughs> Shout this out real quick. Quick. Kenny Blevins is running for Oklahoma libertarian for U.S. Senate. Love it. Nice. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for watching the show, Kenneth. We appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um, and if you ever want to come on this show and promote your campaign and, you know, talk to us about the nonsense that we talk about, uh, you're more than welcome to, my man. Yeah, um, you, can, you can come on the show and promote your campaign to our listener. What? <laughs> Zane, don't downplay the t literally tens of listeners that we have. <laughs> I don't know. We're growing. You know, still a new thing. Uh, Two-hour late-night show with... A bunch of dum dums is not the easiest thing for everybody to stomach. So we gotta we gotta start somewhere. <laughs> I can barely stomach it. So well, I mean, we compete with Thursday night football, and then you know before that it was Diablo Four coming out. So oh, I'm I'm watching Thursday night football. Most, I feel like both. most of our audience would be watching Timcast, um, or at least a good portion of our audience. And you know, I think they're on every single night at this time. So you know, <laughs> that that cancels out a whole bunch of people that would potentially be our viewership. Um, all right. Did anybody else, did anybody watch the Trump interview with Tucker that was going mm -hmm. on? I watched part of the, uh, 
the RFK one with Tucker, though. Interesting. We'll talk about that in a second. It was hilarious. So the debate started at, I think it was like 7 or 8 p.m., 7 p.m. somewhere. And the Tucker and Trump thing started at 7.55. So five minutes before. <laughs> like five minutes before they got all that's poaching it got 178 million views oh my wow. god yeah i didn't know oh my god that. 178 that's million views for, a lot i watched it you know i don't care for trump but he just seemed likable in that interview i just hate it like he, it was a very interesting interview. I would, uh, I would advise everybody. To, I mean, I would suggest everybody go watch it. It's or at least clips of it. He had some interesting things to say. He wasn't too insane. He wasn't too brash. He was pretty. He only insulted a few people, which is <laughs> interesting. <laughs> That's a record low for an interview with him. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Right? Interesting. I'm surprised none of y'all watched any of it. I mean, it was, it was, you know, obviously the biggest thing on Twitter or X. Yeah, we just, but I, we just keep going on Twitter. <laughs> it's Twitter. I was too busy uh, brushing up on football, fantasy football stuff here before I had to put my yeah. keepers in. So, you know, priorities. That's fair. Uh, Grumpy, I'm, I know which part of that interview you're talking about. I don't know that that was what I got from it. I think he said at this point, know. he thinks he may have, but he doesn't know for sure, is basically yeah. what I got from it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Grumpy, what's your beef with Tim Pool? I love I love watching Tim Pool. Um, He's okay. He's I don't know. Shut up. Tim Tim Pool himself is fine. He's not great on a bunch of things, but a lot of his guests are awesome. I mean, he's got Dave Smith on there regularly. He's got you know right. got Michael Malice on there. So like I like watching his show. Him like as his own political opinions and stuff. You know. I could take it or leave it. This is very similar to saying something about like any show where it's like Joe Rogan. It's like I don't really I don't yes. really care that much about Joe Rogan, but he gets hella guests. Like, yeah, that's it. Everybody always is like, "Oh, Joe Rogan told you to do that." Well, no, his freaking awesome expert guest, who's like, been studying <laughs> mushrooms for fifty years or something <laughs> exactly. like, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, interesting. Joshua Smith is coming on soon and going to promote the LP. All right, that's cool. Right on. Um, all right, we got anything else to say about Trump? Uh, what's happening in Atlanta? Anything like that before we move on to the final topic of the night? What were some of the big takeaways from his Tucker interview? Other than he just seemed to even keel. I mean, was he was he scoring any points? Saying anything good? Was he doubling down? Because I know, like, you know, during the lockdowns, he was talking about abolishing the Fed. Yeah, you know, that's kind of what he campaigned on. Yeah. Speaking of scoring points, there was a there was a series of of executive orders, and then there was even some. COVID emergency legislation that gave him de facto control over the treasury department while he was president. Mm. Uh, But that stuff remained in place and then it passed on to Joe Biden. And now we see what happened. Um, You know, also hooray, he killed the petrodollar kind of. Yeah. I mean, the first thing he said, like uh, Tucker asked him about like, what is he running on this time? And he said the number one issue is still the daggum border wall. So like, That was a horrendous first answer. That's um, not a good start. Yeah. Yeah. That is no, not. No. Like his number one issue is the border wall. Who who gives a crap? And he started talking about it like it was some great feat. We built 500 miles of border wall <laughs> and we'll build the rest and all this. So garbage. all they have to do is go around. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, and I, at this point, the wall's being built to keep us in. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. That's pretty funny. I don't yeah. like walls. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that was like right off the bat, he led with that, which was not, you know, mm-hmm. no one wants to hear that. Even his supporters don't want to hear that. No one gives a crap about the border wall anymore. I mean, there, there are a few people who are freaking out about fentanyl and all that stuff. But like, if you're freaking out about fentanyl, then Ramaswamy would be your guy because he wants to start a war with the cartels. <laughs> you know what? You know what would make fentanyl less of a problem? Honestly, if you just would decriminalize most drugs, and Amen. then you wouldn't have people dying from fentanyl because they would get 100%. what they thought they had. Like, yep. turn the ATF into a superstore, and and the DEA turn the DEA and the ATF into a superstore where you don't have to show your cartel card to get in the entrance. <laughs> just sell right I out like of the it. evidence room, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like most of that evidence will be laced with fentanyl. <laughs> oh, that's fair, actually, yeah. Don't use yeah. that stash. That's a don't, bad Don't use the ones that have been confiscated. That that's seems a bad, a bad idea. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if I had any real, like, takeaways. I don't, like... It's, he's Trump. Like he's going to do the exact same thing he did last time. He's like, very consistent in that. Yeah, he's yeah. a brand guy, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's not. He's he's not going to change anything. He's not going to clean house this time. He's not reliable in any way, shape, or form to do exactly what he says he's going to do. Like he's consistently inconsistent. Like yeah. Yeah, but I, the reason I said it made me like kind of like him is like I'd go have a beer with him. You know, it was the George Bush thing. It's like, I'd go have a beer with Trump. I'd he have a beer like with a him if he's <laughs> buying, you know, yeah. Did you watch the RFK one with Tucker? I've, I've not watched the RFK one yet or the Ramaswamy one. I'm halfway through that one. I would actually, I would guess it's more interesting. Like there's more being covered on that one. It's, yeah. it's actually RFK a good is a critical watch. thinker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you have people who actually think for themselves and can form full complex sentences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it takes a minute, but he gets Ramaswamy with Nigel Farage. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched no. that one yet. No. Yeah, yeah. It only it, it's it, he made very similar points to the debate, and they mainly talk about climate change the whole time. <laughs> and I was like, this is like the man, like out of all the other candidates, I would actually you know reduce government spending. Like it's probably still unlikely with you know based on the history of the GOP, but mm-hmm. out of all the other GOP candidates, he'd probably be the most likely. I agree with that. Yeah, it's like he, he's the only candidate I've ever seen that goes beyond, oh, I'm going to cut spending. Because they all say they're going to cut spending, but then they have no plan. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I am at least somewhat impressed by Vivek actually like knowing all of the like laws that give him the power to drastically yeah. reduce all these agencies. And he said at Porkfest, all the agencies that he can't outright eliminate, he's going to try to move the offices to unpleasant locations to try and make people quit. <laughs> That's pretty great. I like and that. So I, this is what this is what kind of makes me think that he's not just a complete grift because he's thought through a lot of this. Where mm. this would be this would this would be a very high effort grift if it were a grift. A very high effort grift. Um, Spending a lot of I, his own money too. It's a long and, grift, yeah. I'm far from the first person to make this point, but the thing that's so infuriating about Trump was like when he became president, his job was to have read one book, to have known (laughs) one thing about how the government works and how to govern, and he didn't do any of that. So he spent his entire presidency appointing people that he 
obviously should have known we're just undermining him the entire time. Well, Trump did at least put uh, what's her face over the Department of Education. Uh, Betsy uh, DeVos. Yeah, DeVos. yeah, the blonde that would sit cross-legged with her shoes on on the couch and tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, he at um, least put her in there. Yeah. It so. Once again, back to the Jack Lloyd thing, like, and you know, there are a bunch, there are a bunch of libertarians saying stop promoting RFK and stop promoting um, Ramaswamy. I, the one of the other reasons I think that is an incorrect stance at this stage, I would never promote RFK if he actually gets the candidacy, like if he's the actual candidate um, or the actual nominee. Sorry, if he's the actual nominee for the Democratic mm -hmm. Party, I would never, I would never promote Ramaswamy once he is the Republican nominee. I think you're the highlighting point, you're highlighting somebody who could take down two of the worst people that could be in the job. And mm -hmm. so at the very least, you're gaining a little footing by, I don't know, by, by promoting these people who do have some good ideas and aren't, aren't as horrific as all the other establishment candidates that are out. There. I would so, even semantically sort of change the structure of what you're saying to, instead of promoting people with good ideas, just promote good ideas. And it might happen go. to be that some people have fucking more of them. There I think go. it's okay to highlight good ideas. I don't care where they come from. Yeah. But, well, then we would I, have Austin Peterson as a Senator and not Josh Hawley. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of just like, you know, thoughts for thoughts sake or whatever. And then if when the dust settles and you look at who has like a collection of more better thoughts, it's like, OK, then vote for them or whatever. But yeah. it's I really wish that we would get away from attaching thoughts to persons so much. You know what I mean? Because this gets into like the concept of like idolizing or the opposite of like pushing away someone entirely. Really. This reminds me of the thing that we highlighted. I don't know if you were here for this, Jake, like the the week where or I, I threw it up in the chat where Trump was talking about like, um, you know, anything that Trump says is bad, basically. And then when Trump says a good thing, like, oh, yeah, I think that maybe it would be better for us to not be, you know, involved in the war in Ukraine or for that to end. So people stop dying and somehow that gets pushed back and it's like, no, wait, hold on. I'm not a Trump fan. But I would like for people to stop dying, too. Like, I, you know, I feel like that's that just that idea by itself can stand alone. But we can't not attach it to them. And that's the problem, again, with the media that gets you to attach people and is like good or bad. And it's like and then someone will say anyway, it gets into a whole thing. Well, and, and Prager, you muddy the made a whole bunch of money on a series of videos going around you know, various places in public and college campuses. And he would take Abraham Lincoln quotes and say Donald Trump said it. And they'd be mm. like, I hate that. I disagree with that. And he was right. like, well, actually – Abraham Lincoln said it, not Donald Trump. And they'd be like, yeah. oh, well, uh, that's actually pretty cool then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or something, that's something that one. has some weird amount of sense. And then it's like it came from like a, a an SS officer or something. It's like, be careful, you know, like that you supported that. You know, yeah, it can go both ways. Like, Yeah. Nice. Um, let's see. Back a little bit. Kenneth said he was in Georgia for the 2020 presidential debates. You guys got to witness my first time public speaking. Was I at the 2020? I don't think I was there for that one. Um, were, you, were any of us there for that one? I, I, know, I, I know Alden wasn't. I live five Zane minutes wasn't. from Georgia only just recently. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, were you at the uh, 2020? Uh, I was not. I, I, I was watching it. I, I wasn't there, but. Interesting. All right, Kenneth, we didn't witness that. Apologies. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fell flat. I'm sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, 
All right. Well, if we've got nothing else to say about uh, all the dum-dums running to rule our country, um, let's move on to a dum-dum who died today or yesterday or whatever it was. Um, Zach, you still there? Let's do it. Here we go. Yevgeny Progrosian and Dmitry Utkin, 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 I don't know, have been identified among the corpses collected from the crash site of the plane shot down by Russian Ooh. air defense missiles near Moscow, Russia. Separately, Vladimir Orsechkin uh, confirms through his own sources that Progrosian and Utkin are dead. Ooh. That's yeah. how you say his name? <laughs> <laughs> I guess this so. is, we'll this is not going to be very well tolerated because Pergosian was just, he was just dropping some hard recruitment videos from Niger, um, yeah, talking about how Russia is maintaining stability and, yeah. and advancing freedom along, all around the world, specifically in Africa. And uh, they were starting to make headway. And it looks like, you know, with their allegiance with the BRICS nations, and the Durban Accords coming up this week, it looks like they were actually Russian imperialism was on the move again, is what it really started to feel like, uh, mm. because they had, uh, you know, they they have the narrative of being on the holy side right now, because you know. Okay, they, so then, what are the odds that it wasn't shot down by Russian military? Uh, pretty high, considering there was a second plane that's owned by Prigozhin that was still in the air at the time this went down. It was over Moscow and landed safely. Interesting. So, I mean, my head immediately goes to a conspiracy theory of United States, Ukraine, NATO, somebody shooting it down with Russian equipment. Right. While the, while the BRICS nations are meeting, trying to expand, while they're gaining points in African nations, mm. imperial, Russian imperialism is on the move. They have totally subrogated our, our, our SWIFT system. You know, they've gotten they've gotten under that. They've gotten around it. Uh, they they've proven that they they can actually flourish without using the American dollar because uh, their their economy for the last eight months at least has been completely devoid of the American dollar, and their GDP is higher than it's been in twenty years. Wow, gosh, it's almost like we should go off the dollar or something. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, that sounds so good. Yeah. So it's just, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of, I, I don't know how the dots connect. I, there's a lot of dots that just, you know, there's many ways they can connect. They just say that, you know, we're not the good guys in this and they're kicking our ass right now. So this it's known dude. though, that it was shot down. Yeah. But it's not um, known who shot it down. Is that where we're at with it? There, so what they've gathered is um, I read an article saying that a lot of the shrapnel from the missile is Russian metal from a Russian um, missile. So it and wasn't a black hole that got this particular plane. Correct. Yeah, it was no black okay. hole. Don Lemon to be disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't a black hole. That was and... my first thought, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was, um, it was not MH370. Yeah. yeah. You also got to take, like, it's so frustrating in this age of information. Like, you never know what's actually real. Like, who yeah, knows? They're, they're reporting that, like, someone told someone that it was Prigozhin. Who the yeah. frick? He'll be alive. We don't freaking know. Turns like, out it was a 12 year old girl skeleton or something. Let's not. I don't want to do that. That sounds well. terrible. <laughs> well, that was, I mean, that was, that was Hitler. 
Hitler. Uh, it, yeah, it was, I mean, honestly, it was an adolescent female that was pulled out of Hitler's bunker. That was literally what was what I was referencing with this. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. Did not that. It. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I'm not as deep into the insanity that you are, Alden. My, my I'm glad I've got Stephen here to get my <laughs> references. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Serious, with all this, okay. with all the stuff that they've told us about the Ukraine war, it's it's like, how can you trust anything that is said through a normal channel without, like a ton of verified sources. So, yeah. Like, Especially with the just, amount of people that die in planes, apparently. Like, I thought these were supposed to be safer than cars. And, like, <laughs> wasn't it... Um, I mean, pick a person, but, like, um, I think it was JFK Jr. that was another one that yeah, uh, died, died in a plane, plane. crash. Yeah yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, moral of the story for Pergosian, don't fly Lufthansa. Well, <laughs> Lufthansa is a great airline. What are you talking no, about? No, it's not. It and they're known for their pilots <laughs> ramming down into the mountains. Yeah, what are you yeah, talking about? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Relax. It's the they're a budget airline. Give me a yeah. break. <laughs> Any yellow airline, it's like, no, don't do it. <laughs> and also Spirit. Is Lufthansa Spirit. yellow or are they blue Spirit's now? Yellow. Spirit's yellow. Lufthansa has yellow in their logo. That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, but Turkish Air has yellow in their logo too, and Turkish Air is incredible. All right, never mind. Yeah. The Middle Eastern airlines are phenomenal. Yeah, Turkish Air, they know they know how to do it. It's almost a budget airline in that it's super cheap, but you get pampered, man. Like you get free alcohol, free like meals, like all sorts of stuff. And Turkish planes and Norwegian light. cruise ships, man. Yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah. My my wife follows a couple on Instagram that uh they stack up credit card points and twice a year they take first class flights across the planet. And, yeah. uh, you know, dude's kicked back in a recliner. He's get he's getting this awesome catered meal. Yeah. He's getting drunk. He's taking naps. And uh, yeah, it's, it looks awesome. Well, I had to pay I, extra for knee room on spirit, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's I'm not sure I'd want to rack up a whole bunch of airline miles, uh, and points with a credit card just to fly for 12 hours on a plane. Like that. That seems like uh, that seems like a waste of money. You'd yeah. rather drive for twelve hours in your van. I'd yeah, I'd much rather do that. Yeah, yeah. Or or just not buy first class because that's going to spend all or business class or whatever it is. It's going to spend all your points for the last like three years. Is, yeah. is what that's going to cost. Ah, there's ways to do it. So they they get the sign up bonus. They get the other credit card. They right. get the sign up bonus. They pay it off with that credit card. They get another credit card. Pay that off. Get that sign up bonus. They stack them all up. It's stuff they're going to pay off anyways. They get like this three to six month deferment with the no interest. Yep. This then, is why I'm then, poor because I don't do all this. Like, dude, they're they're hedge who... inflation if you do it right. You know, if you, yeah, if you I if mean, if you're, if you're a Robert Kiyosaki type and you understand <laughs> that debt is currency these days, um, mm. and you can leverage that, you don't is actually the... have, to have money to spend money. That poor dad guy, the... yeah, 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 yeah. He's cool. Yeah, he does talk a lot about that. He's an interesting guy. Yeah. And that's kind of sorry. Go ahead. I, I'll let you go. I was, I was going to ramble on Kiyosaki stuff. Oh, I was saying it is kind of strange. People's fascination with flying first class because it's so much more expensive than than um, like just regular seats. And people are like, "Oh, well, you can sit in a nice chair and have a nice meal." I'm like, "Well, I could do that in my apartment." The whole reason I'm getting on the plane <laughs> is to be able to fly somewhere. I don't want to pay an extra grand to do something that I do all the time. Except how practical, yeah. Yeah, but it is it's way not more in your pocket. True. 
True. Points. I mean, it makes more sense to do with points than with dollar bills. Like, it's crazy to me. Like, because it is way more. Like, you could get a like like a Delta flight for like two hundred bucks round trip, or you could do first class for like two grand. It's like, well, and that's and that's the only way it makes sense too. Is it is if you're stacking, you know, sign up bonuses and reward points and this and that, and you get all these little freebies. If you know, there's ways to navigate the system. You know, like if you watch these shows uh, for extreme couponing, you know, like there's certain grocery stores certain days of the week, they'll double the manufacturer's coupon. And then you wait till they do like a two for one for the store deal. And then you go in there with the manufacturer's coupon and you double that. And that's how you wind up with 10 bottles of dish soap for $2, <laughs> you know, same concept, just with a bigger scale. I've watched a few episodes of extreme couponers on TLC. I regret to admit. And is that a show? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But the only way that it works is essentially these people, Instead of having a job, their job is to go couponing. Oh, that sounds. So awesome. like they get all this free food, but then like that's the only way that they like. Get but it takes yeah. as much yeah. time as like a. They're stay-at-home moms. You know, the husband calls her, says, "Hey, honey, uh, the union gave us a pay cut. We got to find a way to make this dollar stretch." And she's like, "Say no more, fam. I'm getting that red source right now. Grab them coupons." Zach, go ahead and pull up that next article. <laughs> Do you think uh, Putin's going to collect the $250,000 reward from the FBI for killing Prigozhin? <laughs> it's literally a reward for killing Oh, my God. Is there a way to laugh in Hebrew to this? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that that's it's hilarious that he's on the FBI's most wanted list. Um, Those are some pretty gangster photos of him. Yeah. Yeah, it's all in the same place too. He's wearing. He's the exact all, I was going to say tie. it's the same tie and the same bloodshot eyes. Yeah. So yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, what? Uh, yeah, we were talking a little bit about it earlier, but like, what effect does this have on like the inner workings of the Russian military? Like, is, how how much how much distrust in Putin does this sow? Um, and like that, you know. Well, because the Wagner forces allegedly, you know, this is what we were told, right? Yeah. I don't know, because uh, usually one of the other sources that I like to watch is um, F twenty four out of France, okay? Because uh, they're they're usually pretty good that they'll they'll be like, oh, the dumb Americans think this and this and this about this issue, uh, you know, especially when it's international affairs. Mm. Uh, I don't know what RT thinks about it, uh, but we got you know one of our great American journalists, Lee Strobel, works for RT, so I'm I'm curious to see what he's going to come out with on this. Yeah. Um, but just initially, you know, if we're to believe what was in the narrative recently was that, you know, the Wagner forces moved on Moscow to right. depose Putin, I, what we're going to believe, at least what we're being led to believe is now there's a massive demoralization in the Russian forces mm-hmm. and it's the time to strike. And the GOP debates are happening right now. <laughs> uh, you're, you're- I, I I would be very hesitant before we started to think that it was some sort of op targeted at the American people, because as Suhas often reminds me, a sizable minority of the U.S. population can't name the three branches of government. If you went up to a, <laughs> Pepsi, a Coke. The street and was like, have you ever heard the name Yevgeny Prigozhin? They'd be like... Pringle who? <laughs> but but I, 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 let me remind I you something. Let me remind you something. The conspiracy theory is expecting way too much of the American people to be able to understand it at all. This isn't a fully developed theory, but let me remind you of something. 
our poorest people, our lowest class people that are on all the government handouts, all the all the this and that stamps and the cards and the this and that have more disposable income than the French middle class. Hmm. Most of the European middle class, we all have air conditioning for God's sakes. All of us. Hmm. It's a human right over here, mostly. Uh, so <laughs> not in Washington. Uh, so just know that that we're we're dumb, we're easily agitated. And we have so much disposable income, and we're still the world reserve currency, at least for now. Yeah. So this would be the this would be the easy bait and switch to get us to get into something where we are totally not the good guy. We have no reason to really do this. And then that would be the flip on the world stage of you guys screwed up and you suck, and I don't like your money. What if you What's compare it? us to instead of another country though? What if you compare us to us at another time? Because like a hundred years ago in the Great Depression, I was just watching a thing on this that like the comparison, even like, you know, relative to inflation and all that is crazy how much more expensive things are today. Like for houses, cars, food, gas, every other thing or whatever. Yeah, all the And then wage was more. Yeah. I would partially agree with that. But I think one thing, one important thing to point out is housing has gotten a lot more expensive, but the houses today are a lot bigger than they were a hundred years ago. Like in 1960, the median square foot of a home was 1300 square feet. Now it's like 2,600 square feet. That's the, the house- square footage that I'm looking for. Like, cause I can't afford <laughs> anything else. Jake lives in a van. Like, yeah. Down by the river. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, the average American a hundred years ago spent 35% of their income on food. Now it's only 12%. So I think like, obviously some things have, they didn't have food. Netflix though, you know, we got like six streaming apps that we got to choose from you know like minimum like no i i hear you man i i totally hear you like it's it's hard to compare to something a century ago just because life yeah. is so different it's yeah, so yeah. true like yeah well i lived so, in a house that was built in 1940 like, at one point and like it is small <laughs> i hear you nice yeah i mean my ahead, my, my grandmother's house is huge but it, it and it was built pre-civil war it was used as a wow. base. Wow. It was used as a base for uh, uh, one of Sherman's men during the march to the sea. Was that why it wasn't burned down? <laughs> Could be. Could be. It's a beautiful old antebellum style house. It's 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 lovely. I love that place. Um, so the the conspiracy theory that I heard, or the I'm just gonna start saying theory. Conspiracy theory is so stupid. Um, the theory that I heard with the Wagner Group is they played the part of Putin's nemesis until they garnered the help of NATO and the U.S. under the table, giving them money and giving them other military items, and then decided, nah, we're with Putin, and stopped fighting against him, um, or stopped the charade of it. Um, That's just what I have heard from different sources um yeah i don't know what are your thoughts on that so if, if that's true we've got audio of Prigozhin saying that you know putin's off his rocker he's old and decrepit he's lost his way i'm better any, any anything to that effect anything that would um question putin's uh, you know ego you know because they're big on masculinity over there mm, you know they're yeah. actual uh, need to remind you the slavic nations are, are real men um you know, something we've lost in the last 20, 30 years. Um, 
So you know, any, anything that would that would bring into question, you know, Putin's uh, authority or, or constitution or manhood in any way from Prigozhin, even if it's a deep fake, mm. um, could be used to Western advantage in this. Because uh, then it would say that, you know, he was making a chess move and then that could piss off enough of the actual Wagner forces mm. that, you know, yeah. His, his, his status in the BRICS accord could be questioned at that point. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just, it is just incredible timing of, of this happening. It, mm-hmm. it, it, we, it, we had a chess master on tonight. How, how, how prescient. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the timing of it, man. Like, it, it at least deserves some scrutiny. Um, as to like what the actual reports are coming out of out of Russia and Ukraine, like it, it, it at least requires us to be a little more hesitant to believe what are in the what's in the headlines. Um, well, if you weren't hesitant of what was in the headlines already, I don't know what to tell you. Since the, at least George W. Bush isn't in power, because if he was, he would have probably funded the Wagner Group and put troops in front of well, <laughs> supporting <laughs> Wagner Group. He's such a neocon. At least, like Joe Biden is probably better on foreign policy than George W. Bush, but that's not a high bar. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, what do we got next, Zach? Central Florida man buys twenty millimeter. Electric Gatling gun pulled from Navy fighter jet. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Florida man headlines. Um, yeah. He says Florida he has man no... says he has oh sorry. Yeah, I was gonna read it. Florida man says he has no immediate plans on what he'll be doing with his newly acquired <laughs> M61 Vulcan, a 250-pound, six-foot-long, pneumatic-driven, six-barrel, air-cooled electric rotary cannon, which fires six thousand 20 millimeter rounds per minute oh my it god like it could have been straight out of the babylon b right like <laughs> yeah. the fact that they're allowing him to buy this gives me hope i think this is a white pill in and of itself yeah. like a, a is his last name griswold <laughs> <laughs> a private civilian now owns this gun that was once what's on the a babylon b is that a it's fire? a satire site oh it's a satire news site they, they, oh okay. I was like, I don't it's know. like the onion, but way funnier. The onion, okay. way funnier. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only onion before the onion got woke. I was just gonna say original onion level. Yes. Yeah. 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 Babylon B is that uh, they have a uh, very well pronounced uh, conservative Christian slant to their satire. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's it's pretty great. All right, what's next, Zach? I don't remember what we got next. Running out of things. Okay, so this one is interesting. It has, for some reason, the sound has been removed. Is it removed for you too, Zach? Hit play. Like Trace this... Oh, wow. Okay. There it goes. Yeah, go ahead and click play. Uh, Tiffany Gomez's business website, uppercutmarketing.com. Hey, pause real quick. Zach, sorry. So, you remember Tiffany Gomez, the chick who screamed, You're not real on the plane? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. What just happened? So, this guy is a IT guy, computer programmer dude. Um, and this is what, yeah, let's just watch. <laughs> We're going to trace route on uh, Tiffany Gomez's business website, uppercutmarketing.com, and see if it comes out with Texas coordinates. Let's do that. Uppercutmarketing.com, 23.229.236.7. 
Uh, it's hosted on GoDaddy, so it comes back to Tempe, Arizona. But it also says the host server is 7.236.229.23. That comes back as Columbus, Ohio for the internet service provider of the DOD Network Information Center. Hmm. Oh. The trade routes don't lie. You can't fuck <laughs> with an IT. And so here's what the geolocation is for the host server of her business site, uppercutmarketing.com. Okay. Yeah. It is what it is. I just I'm just showing you all the data. There we go. By the way, there's a free program uh, called Wireshark if you want to do your own trace routes. Uh, so if you if you really want to mess with some folks uh, that are next to you at Starbucks on an open Wi-Fi network, and I've done this before, and I, I wind up deleting Wireshark off my laptop because of this, because you, know, you can go up and know somebody's name, and they're like, wait a second, how do you know that? And it's like, well, it's an open Wi-Fi, and you're doing business, and I just followed you. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I just found that to be super interesting. Um, <laughs> so I don't know the original clip. Someone said someone wasn't real. Oh, yeah. uh, yes. Zach, Zach, see if you can find that clip because it's weird and bizarre. Um, is this like, wait, is this when someone tries to tell her to put on a mask or something? Or what was no, the... No, no, no. She's saying she's next to a lizard person. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what this is. Wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she also yeah. looks like she might have been hanging out with Janet Yellen in China. Dilated <laughs> <laughs> pupils and everything. Well, yeah, I just found it interesting that he was able to trace that IP all the way through to to a you know military base. Yeah, it's freaking bizarre, man. What is it like the six degrees of separation? Like, but now instead of celebrities, like we're all six degrees away from a military base somewhere. Like... <laughs> Hannah says you need to be. I need to be more. more... Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah. But then I'd have to leave this nice cozy rock I'm under. Like. Yeah, that purple rock that you're under. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think Zach may have found it. He just took away something else and brought something else up. Here we go. This is the one. Turn it up. There you go. Not real. It's is one it of the one of the weirdest. It's one of the weirdest videos there is, like on a, of a plane freakout. Because normally, like guy screaming at a baby, you can understand why he wants to scream at a baby, but just don't do that. Like, just don't scream at a baby for crying on a plane. But like, <clears throat> this is ridiculous. Like, what is she even talking about? She's nonsensical. So I don't know what this was. Yeah, I mean, honestly, 
I want to know who filmed it too and like where does their account lead to an army base somewhere because then we got something if they're both in on it, you know. Yeah. That was interesting. Anyway, I just found that interesting cuz she I mean, she made headlines for like weeks. <laughs> I mean, I oh, yeah. honestly I I didn't know about this particular thing, but I'm not like surprised at the the tra- yeah. retracing, you know, I don't know. I've seen weirder things. Yeah, fair enough. Zach, what do we got next? Is it funny stuff yet or is it just uh I don't know. <laughs> All right, so this is uh, this is probably from like a week ago, oh, five days ago. Um, yeah, go ahead, play it. Kessler from the Washington Post uh, had a fact check about Joe Biden uh, from earlier this month, um, noting that Hunter Biden admitted in court in July that he was in fact paid substantial sums uh, from Chinese companies. Kessler wrote Hunter Biden reported nearly 2.4 million in income in 2017 and 2.2 million in income in 2018, most of which came from Chinese or Ukrainian interests. But this, and this directly goes against what Joe Biden said in the debate in 2020 uh, with uh, Donald Trump. Take a listen. My son has not made money in terms of this thing about uh, what are you talking about? China. What you None of that is true. He made a fortune in Ukraine, in China, in Moscow. That is simply various not other places. true. So it's from two different debates. But I mean, Trump was right. I mean, he did make a fortune from China and Joe Biden was wrong. So my thoughts the on this, CNN is saying it. There we go. Is does this mean Joe Biden's dead? Like, is he is he over? I mean, CNN not, physi- not physically dead. I mean, his presidency. Like, is yeah, he- they're, they're going to hit him with the 25th Amendment before he goes to full term. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, like CNN is now saying that Trump was right. CNN. Said Trump was right. <laughs> Has Who that happened pick next? in the past or, 10 years? Or was that the psyop all along because the man's a lifelong Democrat, y'all? Mm. Man, we're getting in like a psyop within a psyop. I mean, a I, dude, dude, made a, <laughs> dude made a switch all of a sudden in what, like 2014? Uh, Other than that, he's a lifelong Democrat. To be fair, though, the Democratic Party from his day would be unrecognizable. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Like 30 years ago, Democrats were not what they are now. So like right. if he, if your principles stay the exact same, if you have any principles, I don't think he does. But if your principles stay the exact same, you would no longer be a Democrat if you were a Democrat 30 years ago. So I don't know. I don't know. But like the fact that CNN is allowing Jake Tapper to say that that Trump was right and Biden was wrong. Um I think signals the end. Like, there's no way that Biden makes the next presidency. Like, there's no way he gets. It kind of signals a shift in what the if the media is changing its its show pony. Yeah, but then the question is, like, how are they going to do this without a legit candidate to replace him? Like, I think the closest one would be Gavin Newsom. It ain't going to be. Entered the chat. Yeah, Gavin Newsom. (laughs) No, it's going to be it's going to be Michael Obama. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure she said she will not run. Period. Yeah, she I think did. she said that the other day. Um, yeah. But like, get Newsom would be the only one. But do people actually like Newsom outside of morons in California? Like, uh, how does morons he poll well? Places. Yeah, morons in other places. Like, does anybody know anything about the Democratic polling right now? Because I, I know nothing. According to the prediction markets, like they predicted, like the betting markets, he's actually like, uh, I think the second most favorite, no, the third most after Robert F. Kennedy. Interesting. Yeah. 
Higher than Michelle Obama. Yes. Wow. Man, people, gosh, I just don't understand people. Like, Wait, how high up is RFK right now? He's second. Wow. Yeah. RFK is second. I mean, there's, there's nobody else. Like, because people generally don't challenge the incumbent. And so, like, it, the only reason mm. it, it has to be that Gavin Newsom is the replacement for Biden, because otherwise he wouldn't be in the running at all. And, like, RFK is not your typical current Democrat. He's willing mm-hmm. to buck the DNC and, yeah. and do his own thing. Yeah, um, but also I would like to point out like the betting markets don't always get it right because like a week ago it gave Chris Christie a 5% chance of being in the GOP. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I told you to short that. You should have listened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was never going to work out for him. Goodness gracious. Anyway, I just found that super interesting that, uh, yeah, I mean, if there isn't a bigger signal of the end of a presidency, I've, I mean, CNN saying that a Republican is correct is, is got to I think be. it is signaling, yeah. I mean, it might be it a signal really for is. the end of times. Like, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Hannah says, all I'll say is Gavin Newsom sends a lot of political emails <laughs> for someone with no intent to run. <laughs> I guess, Hannah, Hannah. Don't be ashamed. You give to the DNC. It's not your fault. American Psycho is on his term limits right now with being governor, right? Like he can't, he can't run again. Correct. Uh, he's, he's Pelosi's nephew. So he's tied in with the mob in New York. I completely is he really? Yeah. He was Pelosi's nephew. Yeah. Gosh, uh, that family no sucks ass. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. I did not know that. So it's his term. Yeah, somebody mentioned that the other day on Tim Pool. <laughs> Another reason to listen to Tim Pool. Um, <laughs> well, I got it from Dr. Savage a year and a half ago. So. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, – anybody got anything else to say about anything in the news right now before we go to the only two funny things that I was able to find? I would like to promote a book right now. So Do it, Suhas. So a book is coming out in mid-September. Uh, it's called Social Justice Fallacies by the great and legendary Thomas Sowell. So oh, I would encourage... Right. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. going to be interviewed on Uncommon Knowledge by Peter Robinson. Um, okay. And so, so on, I'm very guys. excited for the book to come out. You know, he is 93 years old, so we don't know how many more books he can actually write. But... Uh, <laughs> Awesome. So I'm very excited for that to come out. I encourage everybody to go buy it. Name it again. What's the name of it again? Social Justice Fallacies. Social Justice Fallacies yeah. by Thomas Sowell. Yes, please. I'll absolutely get the audiobook and listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. No one's got anything else. Zach, let's go to the funny stuff. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Go back. What, what was I was going to ask how we feel about instead of like waiting to do all of a 9-11 thing? Like, what if I did, like, one 9-11 fact a day at the end? <laughs> Just, like, All right, what's your 9-11 fact of the day, Alden? What's your 9-11 fact of the day? I was going to do something that I was reminded of when we were talking about, like, this woman on the plane and then, like, tracing back, like, three degrees away from, like, an army base or whatever. Okay. And just, like, looking into where things come from or whatever. Like most, if not all, of the photos used of the actual like explosions of the towers were by uh, freelance photographers, and they were called civilian photography. 
but they were all like for hire. Their day job is freelance photography. And the, uh, I think it was the Fox helicopter guy that had for his channel, his footage, he runs a company that does Photoshopping from the air, basically, where he films and he has all the equipment in the chopper to do real time, like, uh, you know, we can get into all the terms of like the designing and the, what keys mean and whatever. But like, anyway, look into where the things come from. Go like one, two or three degrees like out and from where things come from and it will lead you to interesting places. Are we, are we still having planning on having a big debate? Yes. I still want to do that too. Oh, we are, we are. We'll, we'll but I'm just to too that. excited. I can't wait. So I got to do little bits at a time, or I'm going to explode. The four so. of us need to get on an actual phone call um, sometime in the next few weeks because I'm back. I'm back in Atlanta starting uh, September 14th or 15th. So oh, okay, that's right. pretty soon. Yeah. So I'll be around, and uh, yeah, we got to do that because that's going to be a good one. Um, I'll go. I'll rent out. Yeah, I'll go rent out Jared's cabin, and we can do it in the woods around a fire. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) I'll have juicier facts later, but that was just the one little detail that I thought of just sort of organically today. But love it. Love it. I I can't say that I'm overly excited about doing a lot of research about why 9-11 was not an inside job, but I guess duty calls. Duty calls, Zane. Did we decide you were gonna be like bad on this one? Me and Zane. It's me and Zane versus you and Steven. Is that okay? We'll talk about the structure. Okay, yeah, we we can talk about the structure later. before we lock that in. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there we go. That later. All right. I know. I know. I need. And hopefully, to the structure doesn't spontaneously self-implode. <laughs> <laughs> structure. <laughs> <self>. <laughs> All right, Zach. Let's pull up the two funny things that I found for the week and get out of here. Is Zach even there? I feel like Zach might be having. There we go. <laughs> Uber, Uber now gives you an option to pay to find a walking buddy. That's so weird. You gotta, you gotta hit play on that, man. Is that uh, how to make money on this thing? It's simply too good. I've gotta figure out how to make money on this. I really want to. <laughs> <laughs> If y'all don't know him, that's the guy from I Think You Should Leave. Um, oh, I yeah. highly recommend getting high or getting drunk and watching his Netflix show because that dude is its uncomfortable hilariousness. He's incredible. But like, just the fact that you can go on Uber now and pay to go find somebody to walk around with. In this case, $7.50. <laughs> just to walk with somebody. It's, I feel like that would be more uncomfortable even than being in the car with somebody. Yeah. Right? Freaking bizarre. It's, well, and, and, you know, if you don't believe in Jesus, the FBI is always walking with you if you have a smartphone. <laughs> there, there we go. There we go. All right, Zach, let's do the final one of the day. Maybe. Zachary. There we go. Love it. Okay, so this is a 911 dispatch call. <laughs> Refresh. I, I, well, I pre- there we go. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Secure emergency here. Um, my cat attacked our seven-month-old child, and I kicked the button, the cat in the rear, and it has went off 
over the edge, and we um, aren't safe around the cat. It's a very large Himalayan, and we're trapped in our bedroom. He won't let us out of the door. Does the, the child need medical attention? No, no, he's just got scratches on his forehead. But the cat, we don't know what to do about the cat. He's gone, oh, he's trying to attack us. He's very, 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 very hostile. So I tried to hold the animal control. Hang on just a second. You guys are inside your bedroom right now. Yeah, yeah. And if I, when I leave out the bedroom to let the police in, I'm going to have to fight this cat. How <laughs> large? Uh, 22 pounds, maybe. Your child does not need medical attention, right? No, no. He's just got a couple of gashes on his forehead. These are very small, puncture ones, little punctures. He's got a little bump. I kind of got the cat before he did any more damage. Okay. And do you think the cat is ill? I don't know. I think this cat is, he's got kind of a uh, history of violent, kind of a violent cat already, but he's really he's bad right now. <laughs> that was literally a hostage situation phone call. <laughs> 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 cat. It sounds like a prank, but I believe it. Like, uh, it's, I believe it's calls it. like that. Like I was, I was this close at one time to getting a Savannah cat. Uh, because there's uh, there, there's breeders down in Vienna, Georgia, uh, it's, yeah. you know, town in South Georgia. It's spelled like Vienna, but it's Vienna. Um, <laughs> not far from Dublin, so you can go get some good good almonds and good peanuts down there. And uh, seventy five hundred bucks, you can get a Savannah cat. I mean, you got to go through a little training course. Uh, but these things are That's expensive. Are, they're mini cheetahs. I mean, it's interesting. It's, we got to get one so that Adam Nutter can fight. I was like just going to mention Adam Nutter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, these, these things get up to 75 pounds, dude. They, they play fetch. They'll get in the shower with you. You can take them for a walk. Hey, hey, whoa. Why did you get in the shower thing, you freaking weirdo? Well, because most, cat, like, most cats get flipped out when they get wet. So, what like, do you do with oh, your cat? You know? Well, I mean, my current cat, like, I, I feed it until it get the hell off of me, you know? <laughs> Just the fact that these people were literally trapped in their own bedroom, just picturing that in my head is hysterical. Yeah, so the Himalayan, a 22-pound Himalayan, is that like a lynx? I mean, is this like a... I, mean, I think those are the ones that look kind of like it. It's not that big of a cat. Like, just take a bat and whack that thing, man. I don't know, man. My cat's 21 pounds, and he's a tough motherfucker, man. Yeah, I feel I'm like, though, saying. if you walked into the room with a bat, that cat can't. Yeah, but then you're killing the cat. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna kill the cat anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that cat yeah. is dead. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, yeah, that cat was attacking my kid. I'm I'm going for the throat. I'm gonna I'm gonna get scratched, but um, yeah, it's going down. Yeah, if you grab it by the neck and then just hold it out here, it's like I don't know. It can only reach your arm, I guess, right? You know, uh, we can that, we can take cats. Your arm would get shredded if you, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that exposes. You have to hold it by the back of the neck. Yeah, you got to you got to put a knee on the midsection and kind of lean into the whole throat. You got to put so. duct tape on his back and then they <laughs> lay down. And then for instructions on how to kill a cat, liberty <laughs> libations. <laughs> there we go. Have you seen there that when someone puts tape on the cat's back and the cat just like lays flat? Like, yeah, you have no idea what's, what's going on. It's did y'all yeah. see that scene where it's like that woman in an airplane? Um, not the imaginary woman, right? Like, okay, the woman puts so much tape around her seat, and it's like, like, and the, the flight attendants had to come over and like get the tape off because she wanted like privacy um i would just i wish that they would just get the tape and they put it over the cat <laughs> <laughs> what did she try to tape up like a hospital curtain type thing or something she, or all that one she tried she basically tried to tape an entire like break. like a wall like a yeah. divider it was wow it was, it was so dumb i mean points for creativity you know that's original yeah, it's pretty creative <laughs> all right y'all that'll that do either. it
So that'll do it for this week. Suhas, thank you for joining us, man. It was yeah. a pleasure. Yeah, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Steven, Alden, Zane, as usual, great time having you. Great time talking with y'all for a couple hours. Um, look forward to this all week, every week. So thank y'all. Um, if you have any questions about Libertarian Party of Georgia, um, which we might not be the best representations of it on this show, but we're, you know, you we're, we're better. We're better than some. We're better. Zane's. I think Zane's pretty good. Yeah, I Zane's was just going to say, if you yeah. like what Zane has to say, go to LPGeorgia.com <laughs> to learn more about the Libertarian Party of Georgia. You can also follow us on Twitter at LP Georgia and Instagram Libertarian Party of Georgia. All right, y'all looking forward to next week. We'll see you then. Peace.